Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the hangman and Odin. Today's show will focus on death and the castration of Uranus. To Myth Terra Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Fiddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. So I was trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You did good. You did good. You didn't laugh. You were like holding it in. Um, I normally dance while you do the jingle. And this time, <laughs> I'm like, this is so good, but I also just want to laugh. Yes, so I added a little uh, minor twist to our jingle this yeah. this time uh, because we are talking about the death card, <laughs> and I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, a little <laughs> more somber than our usual upbeat chipper. Exactly. Song. Um, yeah, so death. <laughs> Let's talk about death. <laughs> um, so the death card is probably one of the most, uh, I'm going to say... Misinterpreted? Yeah, but also widely presented card. Mm -hmm. Like, um, whenever there is tarot in any, like, media presentation, um, especially movies and TV shows, normally death will come up. (laughs) It's always the card that's pulled. It's always the card that's pulled, and it's like, death is coming. No, right? And then people are like, oh, no, not the death card. And so um, whenever I do give a reading and the death card shows up, people tend to be terrified <laughs> and think that someone close to them is going to die. No. Um, so the death card is not a banshee. <laughs> it does not. Is that what they do? Yeah, they, they they if you hear a banshee screaming, it, it's supposed to mean that you're someone close to you is gonna die. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The only, okay, so the only thing I've seen the banshee in is the the show Charmed. Oh yeah. So probably. I remember that show. I love that that show. was a good show. Yeah. It was amazing. It's on Netflix. I uh, I haven't seen it in like at, um, maybe like. A decade or two. I think <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I watched it uh, a few years ago again. Yeah, it's, yeah. well, it's, it's on Netflix, so yeah, um, so it's easy to watch. Therefore, Go it's gonna and watch it. It's good. It might might be eventually on my to do list. There you go. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if I see you tomorrow morning and you watch the whole series, that, sometimes I do that. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I think there's like too much of it. I'm pretty sure think... there's like eight seasons. <laughs> okay, that makes it actually yeah. impossible. Yeah. for me to have watched everything unless of course I skip through them <laughs> that's true I mean you can pick and choose the ones that you want but yeah no I'll, or just like speed up I think I watched uh I I tend to I I'm one of those people that like will skip parts if I if I see like 
gets oh, boring in a show okay. and I'm like, oh, I'm uh-uh. just going to skip this part because I have that power. And then, <laughs> like, so people hate watching stuff with me sometimes. So I'll like, only do that with Buffy because I've watched it probably 20 times through and there are just certain episodes I know that I'm not, I, I've seen them mm-hmm. a lot and I just don't like them. I, <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do puppets. Anyways. Oh, right. You can't do puppets. Can't do puppets. So weird. Anyways, um, so we're going to talk about death. And I would like to talk about how it doesn't mean you're going to die <laughs> like, as the as number one thing. Like, there's a lot of things that death can mean. Um, and, like, one of those reasons for that is that it's been so predominant in history. You know, people are always mm-hmm. dying. Death is part of life. Yep. Um, everything that lives must die. And that concept is terrifying to us on one hand mm-hmm. um but it also has a lot of other meanings to us as we're uh so i that's what i really want to talk about is that um just because something has the name death attributed to it that doesn't necessarily mean that it's death as you've interpreted it before yeah. <laughs> right um so we'll get into more like the specifics and yeah those. and i think one of the things that makes it so scary for us is really um the representation of the unknown mm-hmm. yeah uh right so i think that might i don't know for me personally that's the scariest thing about death uh it might be other things for other people but i think really it's the fact that it's unknowable it's a Inescapable? Inescapable. Inescapable, yeah. It's both inescapable and completely unknowable. We have no idea what's going to happen. You know, um, you might have different faiths about what's going to happen, different mm-hmm. ideas of what's going to happen, but really you don't know until you get there. Yeah. Um, and you have this, you might have a hope of what it will be, but mm-hmm. no one knows. No, no one knows. And hopefully by talking yeah. about the card, it'll be less scary for everyone if they yeah. get the card and... Well, like, I'm going to say some people might feel like they know more than others what happens with death. So um, maybe some people are less afraid of it than others based off of that concept. But Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) So let's let's talk about death. Um, In the Rider Waite Smith deck, death is riding in on a horse. He is that typical skeleton. Um, Previously, he's been depicted in older tarot decks uh, as actually just being a naked skeleton with a scythe. Uh, But in this particular deck, he is fully decked in armor and he's holding this flag of a white rose on a black background. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that means. I mean, I can talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're we're on the symbolism anyways. What does the white rose symbolize? So the white rose symbolizes purification, beauty, immortality, innocence, and new beginnings, which is Mm -hmm. what I really like about about its meaning um, Mm -hmm. in connection with this card. Um, What's interesting is this card and two others that are coming up soon, I should have written them down, but a few of them have flags on them. Oh, yeah. This flag in particular uh, means natural. uh, The sun card has a flag, and so does... is it judge? Judgment. Judgment, yes. yeah. Judgment has a flag. So this flag in particular um, represents natural cycles of life, rebirth, and evolution. So again, it's that like, the continuing cycle of things. So it's not necessarily something to fear, but it's just 
yeah. it's part of the cycle and that right there is um the true meaning of death when it shows up for a person is transformation mm-hmm. right so um you have death as being a symbol of transformation of intense transformation in a life um and sometimes an afterlife <laughs> if you will uh, so death's riding in on this white horse. There's skull and crossbones wrapped around the horse's neck. The horse looks kind of spectral. He's like he's white and kind has like red, red eyes. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of scary looking himself. Um, there's a the person that's there's a person underneath of the horse, and it looks like it is a dead king. So uh, I say he's a king because there's a crown that's like lying next to his head. And it looks kind of like he's wrapped in um, what looks like fancier clothing. Yeah. Like he might have some sort of fur around his neck and stuff. Um, This is very much a symbol of uh, death uh, not really caring about social status. Like it's something that everyone eventually has to um, go through. Go through. Yeah. It's inescapable. Right. Uh, And then below the horse's feet, you have children um, it looks like one child is laying, like, it's holding flowers, maybe, uh, at the at the horse's feet. Yeah, um, kind of. Um, th- like, maybe there's some sort of instrument below the horse's feet as well. Yeah. It's not really easy to see. Uh, there's another older child, um, maybe a young woman, who's, like, on her knees before the horse and is looking away. Um, I've always interpreted this as denial, like, this idea of youth being denying death like uh the or perhaps the prospect of uh immortal youth where Mm. like when you're younger you kind of you don't really know what death is but you pretend it's never going to happen to you um and then you have this old bishop who looks to be either welcoming death or bargaining with death yeah, his hands out, how his hands out in front of him. Yeah, so it's almost like I give you money, or no. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's almost like he's holding his hands out, um, in in a prayer type of, uh, a prayer type position, yeah. and you know, uh, I've seen some interpretations of this being he's uh, welcoming death because he knows it's going to be the transformation, um, and a spiritual transformation that he has been seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also read the interpretation that he's bargaining with death, thinking that perhaps uh, his life can somehow uh, help him escape death. Like, the way he's yeah. he's dedicated his life can help somehow escape it. Um, he could be afraid, and I feel like that would yeah. make sense if we have, you know, someone that's afraid of it, someone that's welcoming it, someone that kind of just doesn't care. Someone who's denying that it's there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I've, I personally like the bargaining aspect. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you know, like this this idea that you'd spend your whole life um, like working towards this this outcome, and then once it's like once you're faced with it, feeling afraid and wanting to avoid it. Um, I've I've I feel like those are emotions that I could possibly relate to. Um, there's a lot happening in the background as well. There is a there's a boat that's kind of going across a river. I've always thought oh. of this as the River Styx. Yeah. <laughs> as you're saying, I'm like, oh, that's the River Styx. That'd be so cool mm-hmm. if it was. Yeah. Um, and then there's kind of this underworld type background where everything's blue and and dark. Um, and then beyond it, there it 
there is this two towers with a sun rising above it or kind or of setting it could be setting yeah, yeah that's true Either it could be set, rising or setting which is in itself also a transformation yeah transformation of day to night and night to day mm-hmm. um i bring your attention to these towers in particular though because those towers do show up exactly the same in exactly the same way again uh in the moon card and uh i personally see these as being gates right so they could be like a gateway to an underworld and then the gateway back to the overworld um so i kind of tell you this because i feel like the next few cards between the death card and the moon card are the underworld Mm -hmm. and the death card is bringing the way towards the underworld um leading the way i guess to the underworld right yeah right Um, and you're mentioning too last week how the death card and i think the moon card the reflection of itself or is it a different one yeah it well like the the moon card has those exact towers okay on either side Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you could imagine the moon card is happening in the background of death that'd be really interesting (laughs) yeah um it's it's pretty cool so we're definitely going to revisit these ideas and symbols again. Um, like I, I personally also think that the death card is referencing the moon card um, because the moon card represents illusion. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens with a, a huge transformation, especially one into an unknown, right, is that we don't necessarily know, like it, it's not the kind of thing that you can predict. Um, so. There's this idea, I think, that if you have assumptions, um, you know, prepare to be disillusioned in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not exactly like, it's not exactly comfortable transformations that I'm talking about, right? Um, day to night and night to day is something that we see a lot. But uh, another another representation is in um, a different tarot deck. I've often referred to something called the Celtic Dragon Tarot, right? And um, this card in this other deck is completely different it actually just shows one dragon by itself and it's actually shedding its skin (laughs) and it's uh crying up out in agony um in the in the darkness there's like a pillar of light on shining down on his head and it looks like moonlight perhaps perhaps (laughs) it is moonlight it actually does look kind of like moonlight now that you say that and he's a white dragon that's shedding a, a black skin and it's looks very painful like a very painful process and kind of like he's crying up (laughs) or i made the joke that he looks like he's itchy he's like it's so itchy (laughs) ah (laughs) Ah, kill me now it's too itchy (laughs) yeah um so that's another interpretation of of transformation itself right but it's also these are transformations that are very necessary and unavoidable, mm-hmm. inescapable. These are all kind of the words associated with death. Um, and like last week, we talked about the hanged man, and we talked about how it was also kind of an uncomfortable situation. But the hanged man um, was teaching us to wait through that situation and also make a willing sacrifice in order to get through it. Death is unfortunately un like. Uh, you have to make this sacrifice, right? It's not. It's no longer a voluntary sacrifice. It's a forced one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at the time, sometimes it doesn't seem like it's it is for the better, but it, 
It is. It normally is eventually mm-hmm. for the better, even though it's difficult. <laughs> and I guess it depends yeah. on your outlook on life, too, when you have difficulties. Like, sometimes I see it as, like, a, a way to learn. That's how we, we learn is through going through hardships and transitioning in our lives into different things. And Exactly. Yeah. Um, like, sometimes, like, there's there's this kind of promise of enlightenment and rebirth, right? As death does carry this flag with the white rose mm-hmm. on it um and you know he also has armor and you know like death needs armor i've yeah, always right? thought that was so funny i'm like why is this skeleton like well i think why it's is because he covered in armor this dude that i was going to talk about all right yeah can, so do tell me about i'll tell you about the skeleton and then you can talk i guess some okay yeah about. so tell me about the skeleton because, yeah, so I was looking, trying to look him up, see who it is, and we kept toying with this idea that he is one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, and I oh, really yeah. think that he is. Like, I, yeah, I mentioned that to you before. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen him, and I always think he's a fourth, he's like yeah. the fourth horseman. But, like, horseman. every time I look, like, when I was doing research, like, no one else said that. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, of course, I believe you. So then yeah. I look up the, the four horsemen in particular and I definitely think that he would be the representation of the fourth horseman whose name is Death. Oh, go figure. Go, <laughs> go figure. It's Death. He is the only horseman that actually has a name. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he's referred to as Thanatos, which is a Greek name. So I'm like definitely That's putting it cool. in there. Um, and he's often depicted wearing a, or sorry, not wearing, carrying a scythe or a sword and is often followed by Hades which is what I thought it was so interesting that you're pointing out that there is a river the behind. The river sticks and with the boat be, on top with the of boat. it. Yeah. So that, again, could be the depiction of Hades because it's not Hades the god, it's Hades as like the realm of the underworld. Mm-hmm. So that would, like, figuratively, like, that would that would really work. Um, yeah, it is. Thanatos yeah. or Death, he also rides a pale horse um, because that is the color that reflects the sickly pallor of a corpse. So, again, mm-hmm. making sense with the, with this card. Yeah. He's, the horse is very white it's very and pale. pale. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's sometimes referred to as being Hades, but this only we only see this really in modern literature. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's just, yeah, people... People interpreting Doing their it. own thing with that. <laughs> doing their own Which, thing. I mean, kind of doing here anyways. But I, I do like that he's carrying a flag instead of a sword, mm-hmm. um, even though he's he's completely dressed in armor, because he seems more of a leader this way. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're right? saying. Yeah. And it, it just seems like a, a gentler way to welcome you into death rather mm-hmm. than like, cause he, I feel like it's like he knows that it is difficult and that he's, uh, you know, he's forcing people into a difficult time ahead, but you know, he, he carries the flag as like, you know, here's some hope as you go through. <laughs> and maybe that's what the white is for too. Then it's that hope that the hope of immortality and the hope of yeah it's almost a promise of immortality Mm -hmm. if you will um with this white flower um and i think that that also has to do with this idea of things being transformed instead of just ending Mm -hmm. uh because like with tarot everything is always cyclical there's never really a true ending and um you know this is this goes with the idea of like oh matter cannot be destroyed it can only be transformed right. um from one form into another right um see we can bring science hero <laughs> and myth all yeah. in one show look at it, that there you go <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, all. so you you mentioned before that this reminds you of the story of the castration of Ormus. <laughs> yes, so I think which, it is story time. <laughs> all right, it's it's story time because yeah, it's it's funny because I so I could have taken this card in a couple of different ways or thought of different stories, especially, especially of death. Of, well, especially of death, but also mm-hmm. especially of transformation. There are many transformation stories um, throughout Greek and Roman literature, but for whatever reason, I think just thinking of the scythe always stuck with me and Mm -hmm. there's yeah this particular story that I wanted to tell you guys about today (laughs) and it just really yeah to me it does represent that the cutting off of a part of life I guess and Mm -hmm. transitioning from one form to another another for life forms to come out of it (laughs) (laughs) so um I'm going to read a little bit from Hesiod's Theogony, but before I get into that, I will give a bit of backstory. So, again, I said that I'm talking about Uranus. Uranus is also referred to as Sky in this story. So, he's mm-hmm. literally so saying just how Gaia is the goddess, like Earth. Yeah, the goddess, of, goddess the Earth. of the Earth. And she, we physically see her as being represented as Earth. Yeah. That's how we see Uranus. We see Uranus as Sky. So they're not anthropomorphic, they're more elements, which I think is kind of cool with a lot of the early gods. Um, so the separation, sorry, I'm just looking at, okay, no, I don't want to talk about I love that, that you're using Uranus <laughs> for death as well, because um, we're, later when we're talking about the sky, uh, not sky, sorry, later when we're talking about the world and life, mm-hmm. um, you said, oh, I should talk about Gaia, and I was like, oh, that's so cool, you're going to yeah. talk about life. Um, with Gaia and death with Uranus. <laughs> exactly. Life and death. And mm-hmm. so we're going to, I'm going to be speaking a lot about Hesiod then, I guess, over the next few weeks, because even when, so I want to talk about Pandora as well coming up. And so yeah. we'll be talking about a lot, a lot about this guy. So I guess I should mention who he is. So he is a writer from uh, the late, I'll say late 8th century BCE. So this is Hesiod? Hesiod. Yeah, Hesiod. Okay. Um, so writing about the same time as Homer, a little bit later than Homer, but he is an interesting guy. I mean, the more <laughs> you read this, the more you can see the misogyny coming out a little bit. <laughs> but it was a time. It was, it was a, a time. time. <laughs> and it's also really important. Like, this really gives us insight into how they thought of things, how they thought about their creation, because especially the theogony, it's their creation myth. It's yeah. how everything came into being. So it's it's important that we have this story. So that's where what I'm going to start reading from you comes today. And it's it's pretty at the beginning. It starts at line 155 if you have a copy or want to go back and read it. <laughs> Is this our recommendation for the week? <laughs> I should, yeah, definitely. I would say. Well, I was, yeah. you were like, oh, okay, pass me that Hesiod book. And I was like, oh, this one? You're like, no, not, not that, that one. one. I don't like that one. <laughs> pass I, me this one. This I, one's the good one. I may have a couple <laughs> different translations of the same thing for many different. <laughs> stories it's just what happens yeah no I like this and this is the one that I teach with too so yeah. it's just I don't know I guess that's why I have all like my marginalia and everything yeah I can and see so I'm like okay this is <laughs> this is the good one okay, okay. so I'll start um line 155 uh, line, uh, yeah 155 154 so for so again earth is Gaia sky is Uranus they don't actually use So for all who were born from earth and sky were the most terrible of children, and their father hated them from the first. 
When any of them first would be born, he would hide them all away and not let them come up to the light in a dark hole of earth. Yeah. <laughs> the evil deed pleased Sky, but she, <laughs> but she, vast earth, groaned within from the strain and planned an evil, deceitful craft. Quick, she made the element of gray adamant and made a great sickle and advised her sons speaking encouragingly while hurt in her words children of me and wicked father if you are willing to obey we may punish the evil outrage of your father since he first planned unseemly deeds she said <laughs> she said this uh, but fear seized them all and none of them spoke but great crooked-minded Kronos was brave and quickly answered with speech to his dear mother. Mother, I would undertake and do this task, since I have no respect for our father, <laughs> unspeakable, since he first planned unseemly deeds. What is unseemly deeds? Oh, so again, going back, the unseemly deed is not letting her have the children be born. So, oh, just okay. This image. So, like, yeah. So she's tra so he kept trapping the children underneath. Yes. and wouldn't let them be born yes, by okay. continuing to have sex with her. Uh, basically is the is is the unsaid thing <laughs> the unsaid here. thing there yeah. okay um so 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 he spoke that's Kronos. um and vast earth was greatly pleased in her mind she placed and hid him in ambush and put in his hands a great sickle with jagged teeth and revealed the whole trick great sky came bringing on night and upon earth he lay longing for love and fully extended well then take that as you will <laughs> his son from ambush reached out with his left hand and with his right hand took the huge sickle long with jagged teeth and quickly severed his own father's genitals and threw them to fall behind they did not fall from his hands without result for all the bloody drops which spurt, spurted were received by earth as the year revolved she bore the strong furies and great giants shining in armor holding long spears in their hands and the nymphs called Melai, ash tree nymphs on the endless earth. As soon as he cut off the genitals with adamant, he threw them from the land and into the turbulent sea. They were carried over the sea a long time and white foam arose from the immortal flesh. Within, a girl grew. First, she came to holy Cythera and next she came to a wave-washed Cyprus. A reveal, revered and beautiful goddess emerged, and grass grew under her supple feet. So this goddess is Aphrodite. Whoa. Which is really cool. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I love that... I love that um, he was, you know, as he was being castrated it created like all of this life everywhere that the child exactly watched. and that's what i think yeah. i really like about this story is that again being gods and being these primordial gods they are very fertile to the point of just blood <laughs> spl splattering from one onto another you're creating all of these fast beings and i also really like the ideal that from his testicles and water comes aphrodite this you know, the goddess, goddess of, of love and beauty and sex. Oh, and sex, <laughs> like that sexual energy, and and I think that that's really cool. And so I know it's a bit of a longer story, but it really this guy's genitals became Aphrodite. Yes, think about that. <laughs> Just think about that. 
<laughs> just think about it <laughs> or uh, not or not <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't know, I think that it's it is really telling of how they again see or saw their gods but also oh where am i going with this now <laughs> no, my mind is blanking out so the transformation i think that's yeah, where i was going the transformation with it. Aspect. so you can't he they weren't able these oh man <laughs> i'll get there <laughs> transformation okay so these gods aren't able to be born unless they have a separation. So Uranus was not letting them be born. So it's something bad and awful that happened to him. But from that comes life. From that comes us. And mm-hmm. so it's a good thing, even though it can be seen as something hard and It's also really permanent. cool that it's Cronus, right? Because Cronus represents time. Different Kronos. It's a different Kronos. No, sorry. It's a I different Kronos. Sh- so this is the Kronos that most people think of, not the one that we spoke about. So this is the K Kronos, not. The oh, other okay. Kronos. So there's a C Kronos and a K Kronos. There's a CH. Okay, CH Kronos and, and a, a K, K Kronos. So this one is K. Kronos? This one's K Kronos. So this is the father of Zeus. Oh, yes. okay. So, so okay. that's why we have that repetition, even with Zeus. Um, when yeah, Cronus not wanting want, wanting his children to be born because he knew that he overthrew his father and he didn't want one of his own children to overthrow him, so he swallowed them and that's a whole other myth. But it's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. Maybe we'll so talk about that one eventually. Probably, <laughs> very likely. Um, oh jeez. But yeah, just that again, that image of the sickle or the scythe, whatever it yeah. is, you know, cutting, cutting and ending life but also it's the beginning of life so it's that transformation yeah aspect that i thought was really interesting that is cool yeah i i agree um and transformation is definitely the the main theme of death so um if death does appear for you like in a reading um it normally will signify the greatest of change like there's a few change cards um, we're going to talk about the tower soon as well, which is also a huge transformation mm-hmm. card, but in a different way. Death is the transformation um, that is normally very painful, um, especially emotionally painful. Mm. Um, death is the inevitable transformation. Um, it's not necessarily a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing. It just is, and it's just something that everyone has to go through. Yeah. Um, it's also the beginning of your journey into the underworld, which is a scary thing. Um, but Depending on your beliefs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But if you're brave enough to go through it, you do reach the end. Um, and we will see that. <laughs> and we will see it, yeah. The, the world? The, Where did we come out of it? The sun. Uh, the sun no. is the enlightenment that was promised by the, uh, by the hanged man. Death, uh, will we know that we've come out of uh, the underworld when we see those gates again, mm, which will okay. appear in the moon. Right. So once once you've <laughs> once you see those gates again uh, in the moon, that's when you know that you are finally coming out of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Although the moon has some other warnings at bay. <laughs> yeah. But it's, of its own. I wonder yeah. if that's where we get that that saying of light at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah, really. There is an actual literal light in the at, at the end of this of the pillars of of the pillars, and then there's literally a sun at the end of our underworld crossing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, dear listeners, we look forward to um, t- taking this journey with you into the underworld. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's that's the end of our our episode, actually. Yeah. Oh, all right. There we go. Kind of by quickly. <laughs> it did. Uh, I figured that it would today, because you know, we had so much to so much to talk, talk about, about and think yeah. about and discuss. Um, so yeah, thank you, everyone, so much to for listening. As always, we appreciate doing this so much, and we appreciate each and every one of you so if you like the show please uh comment or and or review and subscribe it helps other people to find the show as well and it helps us to know that you like what we're doing or you don't like either way <laughs> let us know Feedback is if good. there's something you don't like let us know yeah for sure so you can let us know um by emailing us at myth at gmail.com you can also message me on social media. I am at Biddy Diana. That's B-I-T-T-Y-D-I-A-N-A. And of course, we do have our Facebook group, the Mythotero Love Podcast, on obviously Facebook as well. Yes. And so what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we are going to be looking at temperance mm. and uh Sophrosyne? Close. Close. Okay. What, how, do, how do you say that? I say Sophrosyne. Sophrosyne. Okay, sorry. Um, so okay. we're going to be looking at temperance, which is definitely something that is useful during your journey in the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also going to ha- give you some parting words right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, they come from the American Tarot Association, as our parting words often do. And it is this. Nothing is destroyed because nothing can be destroyed. There can only be transformation. Mm. about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above.